Who inspires you the most? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Are you for real? No. I mean, he is an inspiration. <laughs> Jesus is my homie. It's true. I always joke God, around God, I'm it. so fucking cynical. <laughs> you are. <laughs> You're not allowed to be inspired by Jesus. It's too popular. Be more unique. <laughs> to meet Teddy. So what Hi. we... That's Teddy, everybody. Hey. Hey. Ooh, I like matched oh. you, but slightly off. That was really <laughs> awkward. It was like not quite in the same note. Anyways, um, so what uh, occurred to us, so just a little bit of behind the scenes here. Um, we already recorded an episode that we'll never see the light of day because uh, after we recorded our first episode, I... <laughs> much, much in uh, the line of how I'm known to do things, unfortunately. We recorded the episode and then I decided to go look up what should be included in like a first a few episodes of a podcast. And I was like, oh, we jumped right into like episode 14. We didn't do a pilot, if you will. And it's important for you, you the listeners, uh, to know who we are. Which I mean, I, that was that was a good test run for us, though. It was a good test run with audio, with setup, with oh, everything. Yeah. So we we knew that technically we had all the capabilities we needed, and also there's some really funny conversations in there. So expect some bonus content at some point where, like, we went on a huge tangent about Mormon underwear. It was very funny mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, educational. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, th- today we're just going we're going to meet Teddy. So um. Just so all of you know, uh, this was Teddy's idea to do like a bunch of questions and just kind of like rapid fire. So I'm going to rapid fire the question, but you do not have to rapid answer the question. I mean, depending on the question, I may rapid answer it. Yeah, You're just going to say no to everything. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. So let's just take it away. Yeah, let's just go for it. Okay. So first off, I just want to talk about the fact that like, okay, so Teddy is an alias. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So, but this is you, something I have noticed about you that I think is pretty unique is that you have a lot of nicknames, not just for you, but for like literally everyone. And like, yes. uh, Have you done that your whole life? Yes. Okay. How, is that, I guess I don't have another question other than that, but there are a lot of, name some of them, name some of your favorites. Okay, so, and this is a shout out to my homegirl, Kumi. She's, I've known her since I was 13, I believe. Oh, I didn't and know that so, either. And so, oh yeah, yeah, we went to high school together. And mm. so, even growing up, we always liked to talk about people, but we didn't want to accidentally run into them. So we gave everybody a nickname. Oh my God, that's so fucking shady. So yeah, yeah. So we could talk right, right in front of them if we wanted to, and they didn't know, you know. And so, like... Um, what do you call me? You don't want to know. Oh, that's a cover. You don't have one for me. Oh, I do. <gasps> no. Oh, I do. Okay, well, that's fine. Continue. <laughs> do you want... Do you really want to know? But I you do. Can't, you can't sit here and cry and give I won't cry. What is it? Okay, since you're super sing-songy and you're kind of goofy... Uh-huh. You're the Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I actually that makes a lot of sense. You're the Muppet. I you're, also you're, I could see you like in the Muppets musical. I also or doing those have, frantic memes where your hands are like flailing in the air. This like, is true. Oh, like Kermit. Yeah, yeah. I you, could see you doing that. But so let's you're the also Muppet. be real. I have an actual human arm all the way up my asshole, out my mouth, making my mouth move right now. That's true. I have to edit that out. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I decided not to edit it out. YOLO. <laughs> okay. So no, so we always had nicknames for people, including ourselves, so that we could mm. be, you know, we could be judgy hoes, basically is what it came down to. But the other reason why is because for a very long time growing up, there was a part of me that wanted to try to continue to have some sort of a relationship with people who I disconnected with because of my sexuality. Mm. But I also wanted to be my big queer self. Mm. And so I was basically living two lives. And so at the drag shows and at everything else, I've always been Teddy. When I would be out in Las Vegas, I was always Teddy because Mm. I didn't want to ever compromise my normal, more culturally rooted, Mm. boring life. And so it's kind of, so I always tell people, it's like my drag name, basically. That makes sense. It's my drag name. But yeah, we also- Or your porn name, you know. Or my porn name. We're equal. You know. Um, And it's actually, no, actually quite the opposite. It's also kind of liturgical. When I started going to church and I started trying to figure out life, I was probably 18. And that's actually where I got the name from. And it's Theodora, and it means God-given. Oh, that's so much better than I would have guessed. Yeah. So, See, fun fact, I'm a Christian, and David's an ex-Mormon who's going to hell. So, yeah, I just letting you guys know. I find atheist to be an upsetting term to people, but I'm agnostic, meaning I don't give a fucking shit. Be a good person. But this is about you, not me. Okay. So, anyways. Um, so, there, there's a... a multifaceted answer to that question love it follow-up mm. question what's the favorite nickname you've thought of it actually wasn't one that i thought of but one that we carried on for a while and mm. cumi and i had a nickname for one guy and it was candy corn dick <laughs> we'll leave it at but that. we would just call him candy corn so candy but corn. you knew you but we knew. knew it was about his dick yeah we loved that. yeah oh yeah that's so weird okay was it because of the color or the shape or a story that he did with candy corn it was not the color. <laughs> okay, moving on. We Real gonna get the NSFW step like Real the 18 unfortunate. plus. This episode's getting the eighteen plus. Okay. Um. Anyways. It sure is. Okay. So, um, second question. Well, this is really more like the fourth question now. But second question. Um. So you're Mexican American. Yes. Are you dual citizenship? No. Okay. So I just am curious about how your family came to this country. On an airplane. No, I I mean, okay, I know. Th- okay, so well, here's the I thing. Don't this is a super show. white question for me to ask. I'm going to own that. Like, this is a super white person thing to ask, but I've known you for a while, and you talk about your Mexican heritage and your family, and I'm just curious about how does that contribute to your experience? I um, am not just a Mexican-American. I'm a very proud Mexican-American. I love my culture. See, this is why I'm asking this question. Yeah. Yeah. I love everything about it. I celebrate Dia de los Muertos. I celebrate the, you know, Three Kings Day. 
you know, and I'm a visual person, obviously. Mm -hmm. I love how rich my culture is visually. The aesthetic is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But the reason I I joked, but not really, I came on a plane. I, I wasn't one of those, you know, I don't have one of those stories about being snuck in by a coyote. I was not. You didn't uh, dig a, a refuge. Tunnel. I didn't dig nah. a tunnel. Yeah. I, I'm not, as opposed to what your uncle Donnie Trump would say, I'm not a rapist, a murderer, or a drug dealer. Yeah, you um, can be bilingual and still live here. Right, right. We had a very, very <laughs> vanilla move to the United States, but it, it is very important to me. And the reason that I that I point out that being you know, Mexican is very important to me is because I do struggle with um, colorism mm. because I am very light skinned. And colorism exists in all ethnicities. Mm-hmm. And people try to discredit or discount my existence as a, or, or my claim to being a Mexican because, well, you, you look like you could be white. Okay, whatever. The point is, I, I'm not. So, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> quit mislabeling me. And the other reason that I point out that I, I love being Mexican is because there is a subset of Latin Americans who try to come to the United States to assimilate. And try to completely forget where they came from, you know, and that's unfortunate. But no, so being Mexican is very important to me. I love it. And let's keep it real. We have the best food, period. That's true. Fight me on it. And if you don't live in California (laughs) and you're listening to this podcast, you need to come to California so that you can get some authentic Mexican food or go to Mexico. But like, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I would say that's when I leave California, I'm always like, oh, damn. Like, I want a burrito. Mm-hmm. I want a burrito that actually isn't that isn't Tex-Mex. That's like an actual right, burrito. Right. Anyways, right. Um, no, that's wonderful. I think that more. I wish more people had the mindset that you have about um, not feeling like you have to compromise your cultural identity in order to be fully American. Right. You can be both. You that's could the be both. point of this country, and that's oh, yes. So I love Sacramento. There's Melting pot. so much ethnic diversity it is the most ethnically diverse city in the state of california and you can tell when you're looking for someplace to eat Mm -hmm. okay so actually that's not true i looked it up and according to the u.s census bureau stockton california is the most ethnically diverse city closely followed by oakland and then third sacramento but fun fact those are also the three most ethnically diverse cities in the entire country so sacramento is not the most ethnically diverse city in california but it is the third most ethnically diverse city and also the third most ethnically diverse city in the entire country so i think that's still cool okay so uh, another aspect i'm just going down the visual checklist apparently right now uh so you have loads of tattoos yes for anyone who doesn't know and they are um, honestly, a lot of them are super cute. Like, I think you can go so many different ways <laughs> tattoos, but you have like a really adorable tattoo. So I just want to know what's your favorite tattoo and why? Total unpopular answer to this. My favorite tattoo is the one on my arm of the Babadook. Because the Babadook, everybody clowns the Babadook, but the Babadook is allegory for mental health mm-hmm. and me- mental illness. Right. And I'm a huge advocate for mental health and for getting help. And I've struggled with anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. And so I like I like feeling like I have them in check there. Mm -hmm. Like I know where you is. I'm controlling you. You don't own me, Babadook. I own you. So, yes, my Babadook tattoo is probably my my favorite. But I am covered from the neck down. (laughs) It's awesome. I love it. (laughs) I love your tattoos. I think that they uh, I don't have a single tattoo. So I'm always like, damn. For shame. 
I know, maybe someday. Um, okay, so uh, this is <laughs> kind of an ungraceful way to ask this question, but like, how did you come out of the closet? Uh, was it gradual? Was it shocking? Was it horrible? Was it? I don't know it? that I ever came out. Okay, so so I'm still in there, girl. You still in the closet? <laughs> no, I just you know it wasn't a secret in high school that mm. I dated women. I was always a tomboy, mm. and so I guess it would be when I came out to my parents. And I was a teenager, and I told my mom over the phone. Mm. And she wasn't very happy about it. And there was definitely many years of struggle thereafter. Mm -hmm. But I had to be my authentic self. And so if you want to know a real quick story about part of the reason why shortly thereafter I sought out religion and became a Christian is not because I wanted to pray the gay away. Mm -hmm. But it was because after I came out to my parents, they did not have a great reaction to it. And I remember going to a car dealership to see how much it would cost to buy a used car so that right after, you know, I finished school, I could just leave, Mm -hmm. buy a car, cash out, leave. And the man who was the car dealer, and this is a true story, the man who was the car dealer, he asked if I he went and showed me some of the used cars and then he looked at me and he could tell that I was really upset and he said to me he said look I'm going to tell you a story I used to be a pastor and then one day my daughter told me she was gay and mind you I didn't tell this man anything but he could tell because but he could tell you that just told everyone that you were kind of tomboy so yeah but also because I looked upset. That's true, yeah. And so, and he said, and I and I shunned her and I told her, you know what? Absolutely not. That the Lord does not accept this, blah, blah, blah. And he kicked her out. And he said, I have not heard or seen my daughter since then. And so I left the church because I couldn't believe that a God that was loving would ask me to give up my daughter. He's like, and now I can't move. I can't go anywhere. I can't. He said, because I want to still be at the same house in case she comes looking for me. Every time the phone rings, I hope that it's her. Oof. He said, I don't know if I have grandbabies. I don't know if she's alive or dead. And mind you all, this was before like you could just find someone on Facebook. Yeah. So <laughs> this was late 90s people. So he said to me, he said, whatever's going on, be patient. Your parents are just human. They are flawed, but they love you and they will come around. Wow. And I was like, how does this man on Florin Road know all my business when I didn't even I didn't even know him? So that is what happened when I came out. It was very spiritual. That's a good story. Thank you for saying it. No. Um Okay, well, we're going to like bring it back a little bit. Let's uh, pivot. Let's yeah, pivot. Yeah, let's pivot. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you do to relax? Mm, to relax. This is going to sound so lame. Mm-hmm. But I really like, <laughs> I really like sitting in my PJs, no bra on, because every woman knows that bras are the devil. Mm-hmm. They're super uncomfortable. And I like to watch just trash. The real housewives of anywhere show me a group of petty women who are gonna throw wine on each other call each other prostitution whore and i am here 
for it. Now give me a little tray of cheese and salami. Whew. I've arrived in heaven. And that's how you relax. Yes. Okay. What do you, so you have a daughter. Yes. Can I say her name? You can call her Peanut. Peanut. Okay. So what do that's you what hope? That's what everyone calls her anyway. That's true. Speaking of nicknames. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you hope that Peanut learns from you most? I hope that she learns to be unapologetically herself, whatever that may be. If she wants to be a ballerina, if she wants to be an MMA fighter, if she wants to be a rocket scientist, or if she wants to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. I want her to be herself and live the life that she wants to live. And I hope that she learns that from me, that I zero fucks given about what people think. I'm just going to do me. I love that. What's your favorite drink? Alcoholic or non? Both. Non-alcoholic is the very seasonal salted caramel mocha frappuccino from Starbucks. Starbucks, give me a gift card, bitch. Which you're literally drinking right now. Which I'm literally drinking right now Uh with extra, extra, extra salt. Like extra, extra salt. Like I just want to roll around in it. Small tangent. I recall, maybe I'm wrong about this, you showing up with an actual thing of the salted caramel or did I bring you the salted caramel when I worked at Starbucks the the little sprinkles I, re- I have a memory I believe you brought it to me I have a memory of like us having one <laughs> and I used it sparingly and I wish that they would just give it to me when I go to Starbucks yeah I think when I worked there it was like the uh, we had ended it was like a little shaker and the yeah, season had shaker. ended yeah the season had ended so we weren't going to use it so I was like I know who needs this mm-hmm. epic okay yes. what's your favorite alcoholic drink my favorite alcoholic drink is really Grey Goose with anything. Grey Goose with like some Sprite or Diet mm. Coke. But I don't typically drink, mm-hmm. so yeah. Meh. Is that because Grey Goose is smooth? Yes. Mm-hmm. It is smooth. Yes. Sneaky. It's I can't a, be. A, I can't be drinking that cheap vodka. Okay. <laughs> it's a sneak. It's a sneaky drink. It is. Um, what cause are you most passionate about? Hmm. I would have to say, like, like popular cause, like... Could be anything. Like an organized... I think maybe... Uh, I, I don't know. Like, when I think of a cause, I just think of, like, something that you think should change in the world. Maybe that's a better question. Oh, what do I... Okay. Well, there's just so many of them. I don't know that there's just the one, you know? Um, I do a lot of things involving my heritage because I do want people to... I would say this in the in the most recent presidential term, mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that I have pioneered for and that I have put effort into is to change the narrative of how people perceive Latin Americans because of the way that the president has referred to them. So that is part one of it. And the other part of it is the children in the holding cells at the border. That is extremely painful for me just to even think about because it's it's so sad and it hits super close to home. Mm. And I always want to bring attention to it because I don't want people to forget about it because we're there. That's true. Yeah. A very worthy cause. Yes. What advice would you give 18-year-old Teddy? Oh. That bitch was crazy. I mean, she still is. Yeah, I was Um, like, was? (laughs) I would say 
even though you hate school right now, college, keep going. Mm. Keep going. Finish those classes. Get those A's you know how to get and get that degree over with. Because it took me way too long to get through all of my different college degrees. And it was in part because I did not like school when I was younger. And so I would say just push through it. Mm. Push through it so that you don't have to push through it as an adult working full time. Mm. Good advice. Is there something you've always wanted to do, but you haven't done it yet? Honestly, I pretty much go for it when I want something. I love that. I would say maybe like, I've never been to Canada. I'd like to go to Canada. Let's go. Let's go. Montreal. I don't know any of Canada. Toronto. You can be my white guide. (laughs) Sounds great. I've also never been to Canada. So Um, we'll both just be lost in Canada. We'll be like, we don't speak French here. Um, (laughs) uh, Fun fact about Toronto, total tangent. It is south of the United States because Detroit is north of Toronto. How fucking crazy is that? Because of the Great Lakes. Yeah, the way the land kind of goes. Weird. Anyways, okay. Um, someone better fact check that. I, yeah, I think that might that's be true. False. I could be mixing up Canada, Canadian cities. Uh, he might have just read that like at the end of a lollipop stick. So who knows? No, I think that's where Toronto is. Okay, actually, that's not true. I was not right about that. I was okay. I was half right about that. Detroit is north of Canada. That's interesting. But Toronto is actually not really south of the United States. It is east and west of the United States because it has Michigan on the left and it has New York on the right, which is really interesting. It's on a little peninsula or whatever you call that there. Um, And also there's a town in Canada called London between Detroit and Toronto. That's interesting. So uh, yeah, another fact check. Okay, back to the podcast. Anyways, at the end of a lollipop stick. <laughs> um, what? So you have a blog. I do. Do you have more than one or just one? Just the one. Okay. What inspired you to have a blog? My daughter. You know, I went through, uh, I mean, even before her, I, I had started it, but I struggled a lot to get pregnant. I struggled a lot before I was pregnant because I wanted to get pregnant and it wasn't happening. And... You know, what people don't realize, and it just it's not just me or it has nothing to do with my sexual orientation or anything, but when a woman cannot get pregnant, it takes a psychological toll on them. Mm. Because this is something that by all intents and purposes should be biologically inherited to us. We should be able to just get pregnant and not have any issues. And so when you can't get pregnant... You feel like, what's wrong with me? Or am I less of a woman because I can't get pregnant? Mm. And so it started off on that and kind of trying to sort my feelings through it. And then it it evolved into a love letter to my daughter. And mm. I wanted to have something that she could go back and read about her crazy mom and all of the adventures since she was born. I mean, I don't plan on dying or anything. It's not like I won't be able to tell her the things in, in person. But things you were thinking but things, now. But at the moment, yeah, you know, I may not, not remember. Be later, yeah. Right. So, so I'm yeah. like, that sounded really morbid. Like, I want her to go back and remember me. Like the notebook or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Exactly. No, no, no. That's not what I meant. But, but you know, I wanted, I wanted something for her. That's wonderful. Do you want people to read it too? Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, what's, what's your blog called? It's called The Peanut Library. We love it. 
And so it's peanutlibrary.com. And it's also, there's a link to it on our on our website. That's but true. It talks about everything. It talks about, but, but the main focal point is um, motherhood and being a single mom and being a crazy single mom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and just talking about stuff that nobody else talks about. Like there's a whole page about my nipples. We love that. That's great. So yeah, I think actually anyone who has a baby probably will enjoy that because right. it becomes quite a, a it's, it's an important part of your body. Yes, and it's more than anybody tells you. It's like secrets that oh, nobody God. tells you until all of a sudden your body's falling apart. You turned into a mutant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna quickly check on Koji because I don't want him to start whining more. Okay. Okay, buddy, you need to get over yourself. You're dark. You're a dog. <laughs> You're a dog, damn it. I think he needs reminding sometimes. You're a dog. Okay, next question. Um, do you have rituals? No. Okay, then that, that means I don't. I'm not going no. to ask, ask what they that were, but I won't. That a very theater people thing. No, I don't. Or I don't. a religious thing or an anything thing. Loads of people have rituals. No, no. Okay, moving on. I mean, waking up in the morning and doing like, I don't know. That's what I mean. Like anything that you're like, I, I do this every day. Other no. than things like brush your teeth. Because that's a ritual everyone should have. But No. Okay. Uh-uh. I kind of like that. <laughs> um, how do you want to be remembered? Like a good person. I well, wasn't always a good person. So- I used to <laughs> describe myself as a villain. So I, I want I want to be remembered as somebody who, who was a villain and redeemed themselves. Love it. Who inspires you the most? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Are you for real? No. I mean, he is an inspiration. <laughs> Jesus is my homie. It's true. I always joke God, around God, I'm it. so fucking cynical. <laughs> you are. <laughs> You're not allowed to be inspired by Jesus. It's too popular. <laughs> be more unique. I do joke that Jesus is my homie. And you know, the nickname for Jesus is Chewy. And so I always tell people, Jesus is, not, Jesus is my homie. We're so cool. I call him Chewy. That's true. <laughs> um, who inspires me? I don't know that there's one person that inspires me. Um, somebody that I really look up to, even though we have not always agreed, is my mom. Mm. I really look up to her. And the person who makes me always want to be a better person is my daughter. Mm. Every time I feel like I'm sliding back into being an asshole, I look at her tiny little cute face and I'm like, ah, damn it. Fine. (laughs) I have to make sure you don't turn into an asshole. Right. I'm like, (laughs) ah. (laughs) Yeah. So I know you pay attention to a lot of icons, but is there an icon who you pay attention to the most? An icon that I pay attention to the most? Or that you enjoy the most? Who's your favorite icon? I mean... I would have to say that the icon that I probably pay attention to the most is Cher. Mm. And I've always loved Cher, even when I was younger. And it really had a lot to do with the fact that, you know, and y'all can hear me. I have a bit of a unique voice. We love to hear it. I've always been called out for having this voice. Even when I was little, this is what I sounded like, but like a little in a little kid's body. So it was weird. Yeah. I'm imagining like yeah. you as a kindergartner. Yeah. And I had the deepest voice in the whole class until high school. Yeah. Talking about and your so, meaty tuck. Yeah, exactly. No, so... <laughs> So what I liked about Cher is that she had a very unique voice. And I think my mom was the one that pointed it out when I would feel down about my voice. She was like, look, she has a really unique voice 
And even when she sings, it sounds unique. It sounds different. Mm-hmm. And look at how famous and popular she is. Yeah, so, like, true. you should never feel bad about being different. There's even a Broadway musical about her called The Share Show. Did it already come out? Did it, it already It did. Do- Stephanie J. Block won a Tony Award for portraying Share. And can I say, very convincing performance. Did you see it? No, I just watched the Tonys. Ugh. Okay, I'm just going to jump in here and redeem myself because that fact is actually true. Stephanie J. Block did win the 2019 Tony Award for The Cher Show, where she played Cher. Another fun fact, uh, she made her Broadway debut in 2003, originating the role of Liza Minnelli in The Boy From Oz. So she's portrayed two icons on Broadway. That's amazing. We love Stephanie J. Block. Okay. I wish I had seen it, though. I wish I had seen it, too. That one at 9 to 5. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dolly. I love Dolly. I love Dolly. She's amazing. Runner-up. Dolly's the runner-up. Or they're tied. Or what what are we talking about? Dolly's the runner-up. That's okay, though. Cher's an incredible human being. Yeah. Okay, so you have... uh, You're very adept at Twitter. Um, What is your most memorable... um, Twitter experience with a famous person. <laughs> My, I have two. Okay, so one okay. of them was um, when Donald Trump was running for president and there was a discussion, a heated discussion on Twitter on the merits of his abilities. And I somehow ended up in an argument with Roseanne Barr. Oh God, yeah. And she's a lunatic. <laughs> and... She blocked me on Twitter. I went to respond to her and I had been blocked. So. And now that's what your bio says. Blocked by Roseanne Barr. Well, actually, the funny thing is. <laughs> Just kidding. I've also been blocked by a bunch of the Real Housewives. Not surprised based <laughs> on your coping skills. <laughs> and I was not blocked by him. But I don't know if you remember RuPaul's Drag Race, Fifi O'Hare. She and I got into a huge argument. And her little Fifi fans came after me. It was funny because I was talking about how I did not like one of her performances. And I said, you know, this is just my opinion. This is Twitter. It's public forum. We're allowed to have different opinions. Mm -hmm. And then like a few episodes later, she talks crap about someone and goes, this is just my opinion. And I was like, this bitch. (sighs) And I sure did tweet her a link to her saying, this is just my opinion. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Twitter's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's 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 a jungle out there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, what characteristics do you find most important in a friend? Honesty. Mm. Honesty is the most important thing in the world. Blunt honesty. I don't know how to read people very well. If you tell me it's fine, and you're trying to exude in your body language that it's not, there is a good chance I'm not going to catch it. And so, and that causes conflict. And so honesty to me, just tell me, just tell me what it is. Just tell me what you're thinking. Just tell me what, and you know me, I'm blunt. Oh, I know. I will tell you if you're being raggedy or a hot mess. Mm -hmm. So honesty Mm -hmm. is the most important. And um, this is going to sound needy or clingy, but availability. And what I mean by that is not like you need to be at my beck and call. But, you know, I've had friends who make it a point to point out that they have other things going on and that are more important than you or their friends or whatever. And I don't have time for that. You don't need to prioritize me and then tell me that I'm 17th on your list. Yeah, that's really fucked up. That's weird and fucked up. So so just, you know, I'll make time for you when I can. You make time for me when you can. We'll work it out. But don't don't treat me like I'm something that you have to check off on a list. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. 
Yeah. Great. Uh, what's your biggest pet peeve? My biggest pet peeve is when somebody is being blatantly fake. Oh my God, David, it's so good to see you. <laughs> that is your biggest pet peeve. Oh, <laughs> I've heard about that this outfit is so cute. It looks so great on you. And you're like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> okay, and well, I'm that's like, the big pet peeve. No. I agree. Fake, which if you notice is the is a direct opposite of what you look for in people is honesty. Right. So if your biggest pet peeve is like people kind of like lying to your face. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, well, sure. even because it's like the fake. people act fake and they try to pass it by as, well, I'm being polite. No, no, there is. There's a reason why they're two separate words, because there's a difference <laughs> between the two. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Polite is like, please and thank you. And right. like holding the door for somebody. Right. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite local place to eat? Ooh. Just pick one. I know. It's hard to just pick one. Like David said, we have a lot of great places to eat. Yeah. I, I would say for me, it would be Vallejos on 3rd and S. And it's because they have a really good lengua burrito. Mm. And I know that people ain't into the lengua cow tongue, but it's bomb. My brother keeps trying to convince me to eat it, and I have not tried. It's it really, it's really soft. Someone just needs to order that for me and not and not tell me. Like, get takeout, bring oh, it here. Don't do tell it. me what I'm okay. eating, and then I'll give you. All right, we'll revisit this at a later time when I've tricked him into trying it. Sounds great. Okay. Um, I thought you were gonna say dim sum, but that's just because we go to dim sum. Oh, I love dim sum. If you haven't gone to dim sum, oh. you need to freaking do that because it is a full experience, and it's probably the funnest way to eat. Brunch. Yes. Yes. Now, I don't know if you could call it brunch, but it feels brunch because that's the time of day it happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, song that. Uh, defines you the most or that you relate to? Song that I relate to? Ooh. Oh my God. I'm not like you. I'm not I know. Super I felt like this one was kind of an interesting question, but is there a song that you like go back to that you're like, I'm never going to get tired of this song? I love this song. That I listen to? Um... <laughs> what are you going to say? <laughs> what just popped in your head? <laughs> <laughs> How many licks is what popped in oh, my, my head? You know what? You do sing that a lot. Yeah, I you love sing that song. That it's a good time. song. I don't know that it defines me, but you know, for its time, it was very ahead of its time. Oh my god, that's so. It funny. was very ahead of its time. I will say that's one of the things I enjoy is that you certifiably went to high school in a very different musical oh, yeah. period than I did, and so like all of the songs that like I think like when you and Wesley talk about like songs you listen to or whatever it's like those are songs that like i remember from being like in elementary school so oh it's just God. like so funny to be like oh yeah oh yeah i forgot about that anyways or like it's like a, a hazy memory anyways <laughs> um what challenge in life has taught you the most <sighs> besides the challenge of being your friend ew <laughs> Girl, you lived a lot of life before you met me. I would hope there was something more challenging than that. Um, We're working through our baggage today. Right. Um, (laughs) I would say it is definitely figuring out how to be gay in America. It's hard. It's hard. It's still hard. Gay anywhere. Gay anywhere. But since we live in America. It's true. (laughs) Figuring out how to like... You know, because there's little nuances, right? Like, mm-hmm. especially, and, and you all understand this on your end of like dealing with straight people, mm-hmm. you dealing with straight men, me dealing with straight women. Like, 
I know there's an unspoken rule, and I've talked to the, about this with other people, that if you are a lesbian, you don't look at a woman from the neck down. Because mm-hmm. they'll always think that you're checking them out. Ugh. You know, you have to be careful about your body language, what you look at, what you're... You know, I had an old coworker file a complaint on me because she said that I was staring at her. I couldn't have pointed her out in a lineup. I had no idea who she was. She knew who you were. <laughs> but she accused me of staring at her. And I was like, I need receipts because I barely know this woman. So, you know, d- definitely being gay in America is a constant struggle, I would say. Yeah, people are constantly reminding you of how gay you are all right. the time. It's really right. frustrating. Yeah. Could you imagine if we went around, side, side sidebar, if we went around and we were like, oh my God, that person's so straight. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, anyways, okay. Last question. Do you have a mantra? Do I have a mantra? Um, I do like to look in the mirror uh-huh. and say, you are fabulous. You are wonderful. You are Linda Evangelista, darling. <sighs> Evangelista. And that's that's my mantra. And I also do have, you know what? Going back to, to tying in rituals with this, I just thought of one. Mm. Every time I arrive home, I bust open the door and I yell, guess who's back in the motherfucking house? <laughs> <laughs> If, every time. That's every single ritual. time. That's a perfect <laughs> ritual. I like that a lot. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. I hope this has allowed you to get to know me a little better. I think it has. And I think anyone who listens to this will will hopefully be able to find many things that they can love about you. Um, thank you. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Wait, what's our sign off? We had one. Um, we what? delicious. Oh, yeah. We might change our mind about that. Do we like it? We're delicious? I'm delicious. Teddy's delicious today. Okay. Well, I think our sign off was, was um, what? put us, put us, take us out your pocket, put us in your mouth. We're delicious. We're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Talk to you later. Bye. Pocket Candy is produced in Sacramento, California by me, David Taylor Gomes. Pocket Candy logo and web design by Teddy. Theme music by David Taylor Gomes featuring additional backing vocals by David Taylor Gomes and you guessed it, Teddy. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PCKTCNDY or Pocket Candy with no vowels. If you love us, leave us a five-star review and don't you forget to subscribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah.